Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And Doug, what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, strangest thing. Uh, I um, It's not like super strange, but okay. back when I was a music soup. No, sorry. Music investigator. Uh, I was investigating the MK restaurant in Chicago. And, Burgers. Uh, no. Um, nope. <laughs> The MK. So it was a pretty fancy restaurant. Yeah. And don't they they don't do burgers? Oh, they don't do burgers. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, um, they you know, uh, ASCAP was paying me to go have a dinner there and hang out for four hours and record all the music that was being played because apparently they yeah. hadn't paid for their music license. Um, so we were ordering a meal and everything like that, and uh, we decided to order some appetizers. Jill and I both like calamari, so we saw, you know, uh, it was oak-fired, oak-fired grilled, um, was it squid or was it octopus? One of those. And uh, it was baby octopus is what it was. And okay. so I was like, oh, this is cool. And it, I, I'm facing, you know, the kitchen. So I see the guy coming out. And this isn't breaded uh, this is, and fried. This is like yeah. straight up octopus that was just grilled on an oak fire grill. And I, I look at Jill. I go, hey, we can't blow our cover here. Because, they, you know, I was like, we have to, you have to eat this. Look at me. Look I go, at me. I go, I'm the captain It's going to be okay. And they put it down in front of both of us. And I see her just be like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> I go, listen, it's cool. It's cool. Watch. And I was like, I'm cutting into it. I'm like, I'm fucking terrified. I'm just cutting off a tentacle. And I'm like, what? I go, see, it's going to be totally fine. It's going to be totally fine. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I ate it. One of the most delicious things I've ever had in my life. Seriously. It was so fucking good. And Jill okay. tried it. And she's like, oh, my God, this is so good. I'm like, this is amazing. Uh, but it straight up was just like baby octopus was just like grilled on the flames, brought okay. out. And I was like, I like fried breaded calamari. This is not it. This is not what I had at Olive this Garden. This is not it. <laughs> and that was early on in my uh, in my uh, in my food journey. Where I was yes. Like, and uh, now you've tamed you tamed it down, I would say. I've done if, a lot more, you know. If you were in the same position now, how would you react to that? Well, I mean, I would, I'd be excited. I'd be like, okay, all right. It's you would still, be. Because the thing is, like, when you look at a tentacled monster like that, sometimes it's arousing, depending on your mood and your preferences. But sure. when you're looking to eat, you're like, this looks fucked up, man. Like, where's the where's the presentation here? You know, where's the, how are we going to, where it's like, come on, you know what this is. What do you want me to do? Stick an edible flower in the tip, you know, in it, or an umbrella? A right. cocktail umbrella like what do you want from me you know so um yeah but after after trying that i mean that really was like a huge barrier for me where i was like dude like the way you prep this, this is food is huge you know like it's okay. very very it's a very big deal so yeah. would i be like pumped to, to order it again i now that i've tasted it, if it's cooked exact same way i'd be like yes give me some of that but okay whoo boy it was uh it was a it was thing a at the time. It was it yeah. was a weird thing. How about you? What's one of the weirdest things you've ever eaten? I don't think I've 
I, I can't recall eating anything super bizarre. Um, Milos, when we lived together, used to bring home a lot of, when he would go uh, to his family parties for like Easter or Christmas, he would bring home some meats that were questionable. Like he said they were something, but I'm like, are they? Are these what you say they are? Because I don't know, you know, Serbians. So I'm just saying. <laughs> What's that? So I don't know. I don't know what I've eaten from what he's brought home, but you know what? All of it was fucking delicious. It was yeah. legit as shit. Yeah. Absolutely legit. And Milos um, has his own fucking pizza place. So, you know, shout out did. to him. So, you know, if you're in Chicago, Paper Plane Pizza or Milwaukee. Yeah. Go check him out. Paper Plane Pizza. That's right. Um, I feel like I feel like there's something weirder. I've, have you ever eaten um, uh, Braunschwager? Like liver paste? No. Is it? Is that I'm pretty what sure you just on. made up that word? Braunschweiger. Yeah, Braunschweiger is the food. Yeah, Braunschweiger is what I've had. Sm- uh, smoked and soft and spreadable sausage, usually made from raw minced pork with spiced garlic, salt, and pepper. Those ingredients sound good. The uh, the final product yeah. sounds awful. A spreadable sausage is not it, an, not a technology I really would invest in. You know what I mean? Look, it's it, it looks fucking horrible yeah, yeah so sometimes made with minced uh beef liver all natural seasonings etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh i would say this close your eyes plug your nose give it a shot because i milos again turned me on to brown schwager and i was like i have never independently gone out and bought it mm-hmm. but when he had it and he was like do you want some brown schwager i'm like yeah i could eat now i've had kuhnenvuger which was delicious <laughs> Absolutely delicious. Yeah, what is Kuhnenvuger? That is a uh, a wheat paste. It's like a wheat, a wheat butter. Okay. And you just it's it's something you put on your toast. It's weird because it's like wheat mm. on wheat. You know, it's uh, grain on grain. But goddamn, you know, two good things put is them that together. Like the, that's the German version of Vegemite. It's actually Swedish. I thought you would pick up on that, but whatever. really, okay, I'm sorry. You know. Oh, well, sorry. Your dialect was a little off. Yeah, now my, I got my it. Accent, yeah, I got it now. Again, you're getting 100% effort, but 65% <laughs> output. That's what you're going to get. So the Kuhnenvuger, you know. The Kuhnenvuger. And it's a wheat wheat spreadable paste, you know. I don't know if I believe you, but okay. You know? And for the fucking gluten people out there in the celiacs, sorry, man. Like, just don't, don't do it because it'll kill you. <laughs> I don't even know. Wait. Can't, no. That's, oh, God. No. <laughs> What did you type in? <laughs> oh no! What I, typed in, what I, I typed in K U N E N V U G E R, and it said, "Do you mean one of these things?" And one of them was K A N I N U N G E R, and I'm like, maybe. And it just brought up pictures of like dwarf rabbits, and I'm like, did Doug eat a rabbit? <laughs> uh, I was like, oh no, this took a horrible turn. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, good stuff. Yeah, so, I was say better or worse. Your your brown and schnitzel is it better or worse than Vegemite? Your spreadable sausage. Oh, one million percent better. Vegemite is absolute, and I'm sorry, Jared, but it is absolutely disgusting. Listen, there's better ways to get your veggies. Okay, there's, there's better ways <laughs> to get your vitamins. Fucking roast. Make a roast uh, tomato soup, which I've, right. I've done recently. Oh my god. With a with a with a goddamn amazing grilled cheese, oh, 
I made it again this weekend. I'm like, this is I just saw best. a recipe. Uh, someone was making a roasted red pepper soup. I think and you they and Jill saw the grilled, same thing. Because and they did, they did grilled cheese croutons. Did she see that one? Yes. I think you yes. and Jill, Jill sent that to me. She's like, because it was like that looks uh, good. red peppers. It was like carrots. It was garlic. It was uh, onion, onions. Onions. Yeah. Well, because, hey, you blend this shit together. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why all I right. do my roasted tomato. It has yeah. a, a full uh, red onion in it. I put that in there with some garlic. Let me ask you an honest question. Yeah. Do you feel dirty buying it? Uh, I feel gross touching it, you know, you? as I'm cutting yeah. it up. And I'm like, at least you're going to get fucking annihilated in the blender. You piece Have you of ever shit. sat there and thought, I'll try just a little bite? I've, tr- I've just- had onions before, Justin, and I don't yeah, but like how many, them. How long has it been? Do have I, you had them I'm since? So, have you tell have me, you had them in the 2023 since? onion convention, Justin? What's the new thing that's out and about about onions? What's new and improved? Oh, it's it's a new kind of onion from Sweden called a duvisfinger. A duvisfinger. Okay, <laughs> tell me more yeah. about it. Oh, it's super. The thing is, it doesn't look or taste like an onion. It oh. looks and tastes like chocolate, but it's an onion. What see now? I, the, if, scientists are going out of what, their minds for this. Tell you what, that's what I'm talking about. Because if me back at MK would be like, God, mm-hmm. we got to eat these onions, and it comes out and it looks and tastes like chocolate, I'd be like, I'm in. You know, I'm in. <laughs> MK, look, uh, ask cat. Yeah. They did nothing wrong. Yeah, listen. They didn't no, play good. one of your songs. Yeah, all Don't the shut songs them down. Are totally not yours. Just, it's all originals. It's all it's all it's all MK originals. It's all original music. Yeah, I have some back there composing it and DJing it live. It's all it's yeah. all original. So you're good. Um, yeah, Can I no, go back? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't need, like, listen, I like onion flavor. I do not like the texture of onions. Texture of onions makes me want to barf. Okay. Because I was going to say, well, okay, so you like the flavor. I guess that, mm-hmm. that kind of I like onion powder. the question I, love, I was going to yeah, ask. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't, I definitely don't mind the flavor of it. It's the texture. Most of my issues with a lot of vegetables is texture because there's a very fibrous, and very crunchy part. People are like, well, just cook them down, Doug. Just yeah. cook them down and caramelize them. And you'll like them so much. I still don't. I really? still don't I, like them. I fully, I fully argue that that, I mean, that changes the texture. It changes the flavor text. entirely. It makes them sweeter. I understand well, not that. Not just the flavor. It changes the texture, too, I yes, think. Do you, I get that. Still... I still don't like it, man. It's still There's still like a fibrousness to it that I just can't do. It's No, it's, when you... I want to dig into this. When you say because fi- we've we've joked about it, I don't know if yeah. we've ever really dug into this. So, like when you say like a fiber episode four twenty eight, Doug finally tells all about onions. <laughs> I think that would uh, be a great title for SEO. It, People yeah. are like who fucking cares what Doug thinks about? Look, onions? we can title it anything. This is uh, Taylor Sw- episode four twenty eight. Taylor Swift dumps Travis Kelsey, <laughs> and it's just talking about onions the whole time. It'll be Taylor Swift dot 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 human centipede question mark and this we'll just see what happens, you know? Jesus Christ. <laughs> so back to onions. <laughs> do you not do you do you enjoy celery? I like cooked celery in like a soup. I okay. like it softer in a Stalk soup. Stalk of celery, mm, little peanut butter, no. you, you won't just no. snap it. Is it because it's fibrous like yes. that? Like okay. Yeah. So you that's so fascinating because I feel like with celery a hundred percent, I'm like, yeah, that's got the little strands of, of yeah. fi- uh, without a doubt. I've never thought that about onions. I've never picked up on like a um like a stringy, fibery type of, of texture. There's something, onion. you know, like I don't know, there's something about it, man. It's very especially like a <laughs> raw onion. It's just like hi. Yeah. Hello! Hi! I'm like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. And what's worse, it's like, hey, we've been minced. 
minced up and put in this thing for you. Good luck picking us out. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Have you tried a water chestnut? Oh, God. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. That, Definitely not. for me, is a texture thing. I can't Ugh. do... I. When I was younger, my mom would cook with them with... I can't remember what meal she made, but every time I would get a bite of it, I was just like, God damn it. I'd say the only onion-based thing I'm into is garlic, and that is also something that I don't just have like big chunks of garlic. I chop it up very fine. I mince it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It goes in, adds a nice flavor to it. When it comes to onions, I'm like, if this thing's getting pulverized, liquid, liquefied, I'm in. Like, sign me up. I'm all for it. Um, yeah. And I, I'm in. But other than that, man, like Seth sent us something today on Instagram that was like these potatoes with steak yes. and onions. Oh. And I was like, fucking get those onions out of there. And I'm in. It's like a French onion potato. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I don't Can't want to do it. Everything about yeah. that soup sounds amazing. Big old thing of cheese on top, melted cheese. It's very beef brothy and everything like that. But also just a shitload of onions. I'm like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. Goodbye. Thank you. I will do this. Very thin, very small, crispy onions I can tolerate. They're more breading than onion. Okay. So but like, like, uh, uh, like a haystack. Onion strings. Kinda, on, like, yeah. like onion strings and things like that. Yeah. Like Not thick ones. I'm not talking about uh, the blue. You're not talking onion. about onion rings. Yeah, right. Not but onion ha- rings. Like haystack onions where they're like super. Like, yeah, it's like they've like been put through like thin, a yeah. Yeah, shred and stuff. I, like I've had those at some uh, barbecue restaurants where I'm like, okay, I'm on board for this. Like I can do this. I get excited about it. But it's yeah. not like a big, thick-ass onion or anything like that. I can t- mm. I can definitely do those. But for the most part, get them out. But I was really pumped with this tomato soup because as I'm drink- like, drinking it and things like that, I'm like, man, I'm getting my veggies in today. That's for fucking sure. And I'm pumped about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it was just – it's basically tomatoes, uh, garlic, um, onion, chicken stock, some tomato paste, some salt, some sugar. And that's really about it. Roasting it up, blending it up, pushing it through a mesh strainer so it's nice and silky, adding some olive oil and some shredded uh, Parmesan on top, like, mwah, it's fucking, and then you get, oh, the grilled cheese, Justin, the grilled cheese. How'd you do the grilled cheese? American cheese, Gruyere, provolone with another slice of American cheese on some sourdough. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Okay. Talk about a cheese pull. Holy shit. And my neighbor gave me a sourdough starter over the weekend. Well, look at you. I'm going to be trying some sourdough this week. That's for sure. I gotta You're gonna out be how that to... guy that just talks about sourdough now. Well, I've I don't I've always been really intimidated to to do the sourdough starter. It always just sure. seems like because it's like you got to start it out and then you got to empty out its poopies and then you got to put like some more in and then you got to empty out that poopies. So you got to do this like there's like a very scientific way to go about. It. I'm like that seems like a lot of work just to make fucking. Bur- I can make focaccia in a day. Yeah, I need a fucking sourdough. St- I don't need a starter. So I was like, I've always been like, I don't, I don't understand do the concept of a starter. I really don't like because I know like some people are like this is, is my great grandmother's starter. Like, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing that, and I'm like, that how's that not moldy? I don't get it. Yeah, it's a, it's 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 wild yeast that exists that keeps on living and everything like that. So you've you got to feed go, it. You got to take care. You got to go it. hang out in the forest. Mm-hmm. You got to get into one of those those hunter blinds. Mm-hmm. You sit there with a the shotgun, mm-hmm. and it's only between oh okay the, the months You're use of a shotgun, huh? August. Okay. Well, I. Th- what else are you gonna use? Well, I mean, let's. Well, I mean, you could use uh, AR-15. You know, because people say it's fun to obliterate okay, yeah. it with they, your shots. They move. So there's look, nothing. Wild yeast moves quick. <laughs> it does move quick. You got it. If you got a spray, yeah. yeah. Spray Sometimes you gotta hit on full auto and just be. Like, 
you know. You Only between the months of October and November, though. Yeah, you got to set up yeah. traps. You got to do like you know spike traps. You know, drive right. it to the trap so it falls in. But then you got to do it. Then you got to humanely go in there and bash it in the head with a hammer. You know, right? To, to, to well, and that's it. the thing yeah. is, once you trap it, you can't look away from it, or else mm-hmm. it will it consumes you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you look directly in the eye, it turns you to stone. Right. So look like down and offset, but like keep it out of the corner out of your peripheral. Right. That's where you want to keep it. You look at its nose, spot. you know? So it right. looks like you're looking in the eye and it's like, why the fuck isn't this guy turning a stone? It's like, because I'm not looking right. you in the eye. I'm looking at your that nose. That confuse it. Yeah. Right? It confuses yeah. it. It's like it doesn't know. And that's where you hit it in the head with a hammer. <laughs> so, all right. So someone gave you still sourdough starter. Yeah. Someone gave you sourdough starter. So now I'm like, great. I have this thing and it's like, I got to feed it every week. You know, I got to. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm excited. You know, I've got the the one thing I was most concerned about was the starter. Now that I have the starter, I can make the bread because then you just keep, you don't use all of the starter, you use most of it, but then you keep feeding it and it grows and keeps on going. So, I just don't understand the concept behind it. I get it. Like, I understand what you're saying. Just the yeah. concept boggles my mind. Again, I mean, again, the fact that some people can have like 90 year old sourdough starter, I just yeah. don't understand that. Yeah, for me, I'm like, hey, I'll make a focaccia bread like like that. No problem. Done. Yeah. I get it done in a day, no big deal. But like, so do you? So this thing is like this is like a like an edible gigapet, basically. Kind of like tamagotchi. Like well, you've got to keep. You want to just thing eat it directly, making, but you know you use it to make bread. You know, right? So, but like you've got to keep feeding it and emptying it and taking care of it. So mm-hmm. you, this is a this is something mm-hmm. that you're never going to be done with this thing. I mean, if you're done with it, you it can't dies. Just let it. So right. Yeah, that's a, interesting. Bada bing, Are bada you up boom. to the challenge? I don't know. We'll find out. I need to set up my like regular weekly routine, like on my checklist that I do. So it's like, hey, feed yeah. the starter, you know? Yeah. But I'm looking I'll forward be curious to it. To see, I'll be curious to see how many. I'm, I'm sure you're going to make some really, really delicious loaves of bread out of this. But I'll be curious to see how long, how long this go, how long it goes before you're like, you know what, juice ain't worth the squeeze. I, I mean, I buy sourdough bread every week. So it's like if, so that's a that's a regular rotation for you. It could be, you know, it just depends because a lot of this stuff, a lot of, when it comes to bread, it's just let it sit overnight, and then do a stretch and fold, and then let it rest at room temperature, then throw it in the fucking oven, and then take it out of the oven, and then eat it. You know, it's like it's just time is really what it is, yeah. and it doesn't require a lot of maintenance. It's just like like with focaccia, I'm like I mix it all up, I let it sit for 15 minutes. I do a stretch and fold. Let it sit for 15 minutes. Do another stretch and fold. Possibly do a third one. And after that, let it sit for an hour and a half. Then I go in. I put it into its eventual vessel of where it's going to be baked. Or if I'm making pizza dough, I shape it into the balls. And then I put it for half an hour. Same thing if I'm just making the bread. I put it in its pan, cover it. Hour and a half. When it's ready, I put all the shit in it that I want to put the shit in. And I bake it. And it's done. Bada bing, bada boom. With a pipe. Here you go. You know? We're done. You know? That's it. And yeah, it's, it's easy. not labor intensive. It's just like you do a couple things here and there and you just let it rise and then you're good to go. Right. You know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying making sourdough is going to be labor intensive. I'm saying keeping this starter. I'm curious to yeah. see how long how long that is worth it for you, because like yeah. you said, you go out and buy a you go out and buy a loaf of sourdough every week. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's something you eat all the time, but I'll be curious to see if you uh, if you dig you might really enjoy keeping this thing alive. You know, who knows? This might become yeah. It's just a for thing me. It's probably you. it's just timing because I think it, it needs to like it needs to rest overnight and stuff like that. So it's it's something like you have to be prepared. So this to make a little the, bit longer. Yeah. So like when you're making this, this dough, it's like you got to know that you're going to be making it. You know. So you know. But if I make it All once right. a week or whatever, I think it's probably fucking worth it. You know what I mean? So there you go. 
What are you gonna do? 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 Hey, I got I, good uh, news. I got really well, good news. Me. Hey, uh, video game streams coming back this week. What? So it's coming back. this Oh week. wait, here it is. Wow, why did I use this in a while? Yeah, Justin's. He's finally got uh, got it back. I got it working again. Uh, no game. I'm I'm hoping to do some escape the back rooms. So we'll see. TBD. So we found out this. that Justin can't play that. Unfortunately, so I'm not surprised about this. I can't believe I let myself get pumped. I was like, I let myself fall into the trap of like, I know <gasps> we might be able to play a game. Who am I kidding? Is but I called it out. I was like, okay, even if you can play it, what are the odds you and I can play it together yep. on the same system? Yeah. Because that happened years ago when Borderlands Two came out. I bought you yes, that game. Yes, I forgot like, about that. Let's do it. It's like, oh yeah. By the way, our versions were not matched up, not so we couldn't join each other's game. And I'm like, of course, of course, uh -huh. of course, Why this not? is what happens. The only yeah. games you and I have been player: Team Fortress Two and Tabletop Simulator. That's it. <laughs> yep. I think did we did we get like one or two rounds of Portal or not? Did uh, we ever play it together? Play Portal? I don't remember if we played Portal at all. I have it. I just can't yeah. access it anymore because it's 32-bit. <laughs> so I can't I access TF2. Can't access Portal. I Honestly, can't access... TF2, yeah. uh, not like I remember it. I, I loaded no. it up like maybe a year or two ago and I was like, oof. Just finding a game to play, it's so cumbersome and it? it's clunky. Yeah. Like, no, he's always joking. He's like, just play Overwatch 2. And I'm like, but this is Team Fortress 2. And I'm like, I get it. I get it now. I'm like, yeah, this isn't this isn't super fun um, yeah. anymore. But boy, I have fond memories of that. It's very, very, I, yeah. very, very fun. I should, I should probably just clear that off my computer. And yeah, probably. Some space. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's free to play. So you're not, uh, you're not missing out if you need to re-download it again. But, uh, well, again, can't. Yeah. Because it's, it's not 64-bit. Won't. I think let's, you know, won't. Won't. Yes. Tim Cook is telling me I won't play this. He won't. Yeah. Um, but this Friday. You're coming back. <laughs> 8 p.m. Central. I'm getting back into it. So this will be fun. I'm excited. Hopefully we'll be playing Escape the Backrooms. I, I want to find, uh, if anything, I'll play it by myself. But I'd like to see if maybe Noah is, yeah. is interested in joining me for that. Because I think the two of us will have some fun as we scare, get scared. You know, <clears throat> do all that fun stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking That's of exciting. games, real quick story. Um, today... I challenged Natalie. Actually, Natalie and I have played a lot of games this weekend, which was awesome. Um, but I challenged her. I said, hey, I challenge you to play a very old video game that I used to play as a kid. She's like, okay. I was like, I challenge you to play Legend of Zelda. And she's Ooh. like, all right. Do you so we have that on It's console? on the Switch. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I, I booted up for her, and she was, she was struggling with it. She's having a hard. And I gotta say, the controls on it are kind of sluggish. Like, are they? Uh, they're a bit mm -hmm. sluggish. But she was having a hard time. Like, she was. She said she died a lot. And I was like, hey, it's fine. After a while, she started like getting really sad. She's like, yeah. I'm tired of starting from the same place. I'm like, hey, that's that's how we get better. Okay, I go. This do you want? <laughs> do you want me to try? Do you want me to try? Because also, I'm like, I don't remember where the fuck anything is. I have right. no idea. Yeah. I know, like, I go to a screen, I go, there's something in that bush. You have to be able to burn that bush down, and there's something there. But I was like, I don't know what it is. I just know that there's something there. We walk <laughs> in at some point, I'm like, one of these these walls can be blown up with a bomb, and there's a secret cavern. Don't know which one it is. Don't know what it is. I was yeah. like, I, I could tell you what the first level dungeon looks like from the outside. Have no idea how to get there. I know it's just like an old dead tree, and you walk <laughs> in its mouth. Um, I found the second level... <laughs> dungeon took me a while but i fucking beat it 
<laughs> really struggled with it. I realized I was at a disadvantage because uh, as you beat a level, you get an extra heart. I'm like, I'm down a heart because I haven't beaten the first one. Also don't know what fucking item you get in the first level. Maybe that would help me here. No idea. But uh, <laughs> It was a pan know. flute. I don't think it's the flute. No? Okay. No, you get that later. But I found I found the pool, the lake that you're supposed to play the flute at so that the water awesome. goes away and then you go into it. But I was like, I go, I'm just shouting this stuff as I see it. I'm like, oh yeah, if you play the flute here, this goes away. And then. <laughs> and, and I'm sure. And you look over, Natalie's in the other room now. She's completely lost. I'll say this much Natalie was with me 100%. As I was, was trying to she? do Dungeons, right. even Jill was like engaged as I kept fucking it up. And I was like, I was like, I don't remember this being this hard when I was a right. kid, but I was really struggling with it. But I fucking, I, I finally beat it. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, I go, okay, now I got to get dinner ready. And after like a minute, she goes, is it okay if I play a different game? I'm like, yeah, play whatever you want. That's fine. But I love, I love how innocent, is it okay if like, yeah. I'll keep doing this dad, if you want me yeah. to, but I really don't want to. And then I came back to a, a spot, and I was like, oh, shit, how did you get here? And I was like, oh, we got to remember this, and I died. I'm like, cool. Well, remember, hopefully you remember how to get there, because I think this might be, I don't know. I remember at some point you got to get on a raft, and that takes you across the island. I think that's level four. Um, I know there's, like, the Lost Woods. You have to go through a certain combination to get to the other side of the Lost Woods. Don't remember how to get there. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's all sorts of shit where I'm like, I don't remember any of this stuff, man. No Isn't idea. Isn't it amazing though, uh, just <clears throat> how uh, how far video games have come? How how much more difficult uh, technically they they are now, but how much the younger generation struggles to do the more quote unquote simplistic video games of when we were kids. Well, it's so funny because there's something now. Some of the games are not intuitive at all. Okay, at all. Like there's like what? Um, I I think of Castlevania two. Um, where in order to progress through the game, you have to equip an item that does nothing. It's like a red gem. It does absolutely nothing. And you go okay. to a section of the... Because Castlevania 2 is kind of like an open world thing where you like you go from place to place, whatever. It's not like a straight side-scrolling. So you have to specifically go to like a starting area... Hold this thing, activated it, right? You have it equipped. And then you crouch down in a corner for like 10 seconds. And then a whirlwind takes you away to like this dungeon. I was like, there's nothing in the game that would ever right. tell you that you need to do this. It just is a thing. I was so like, you're this running is around. You might crouch down for like two you wouldn't Three, even know. Four, like you, nothing. You, you yeah. Would, why would you like? Well, I need to be here, equip this thing, and then crouch for like ten seconds. No, you would for never like, think yeah. to do that. Like, there's nothing right. in your. I was like, this is bad design. Uh, but in general, there's something about like you. you in most of these games, you just put it in, you hit start, and you go. And like you can kind right. of figure out how to play the game. The games were insanely hard at times, but like with Zelda, you start. There's a screen, and. You're like, oh, and there's like a little cave. It's like, you go in the cave. It's like, here's your wooden sword. And you're like, okay. And then you go out. You're like, all right, I got to go kill shit. And you just like wander around and kill shit. Yeah. And you're just, you just, you figure shit out. And um, it was like, it was the first uh, 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 foray into like open world. Uh, yeah. Like it was, it was kind of the, the forebearer of that. Well, it was such a, when I think about it, like a lot of those games were side scrollers, you know, and platformers. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it was really kind of cool. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Like you can kind of go wherever you want, you know? And I know there's. Right older Atari games that kind of had that, you know, uh, element to it as well. But, um, 
I don't think I can play those games, so I don't know. I never knew those. I know I know Legend of Zelda. Um, I, mean, I feel like Zelda was was even though those ones for Atari were out there. I feel like Zelda was the one that kind of caught fire. Like yeah. that's Zelda has a, a cult following, unlike unlike most video games. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely. And nowadays, it's like, welcome to the game. Get ready for the tutorial. Are you ready to get through mm-hmm. the tutorial? It's like, oh boy, you got to teach me how to play this game. You know, yeah. because there's a lot hit of stuff X going to on. to swing from this pipe. Right. You know, hit, did you know that if you... To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's all the shit that goes along with that. Um, but um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I got reinvigorated playing that game again. I'm like, oh, shit, this is so much fun. I was like, I know there's a bush here that if you burn it, it leads somewhere. And uh, I got to this part where, like, there's these four stone statues. I'm like, if you touch them, they move. I think if you... One of them, there's a there's a stairs. I go, <laughs> I think it's one of the... It's the last... I'm going to do the last row in the middle. Sure enough, there was a fucking stairs there. I'm like, why is there still space for this in my brain. <laughs> right. It's my like a muscle goes, memory thing. Hey, remember, thing. remember. I'm like, I haven't thought about this in years, probably right. decades. And I'm like, oh, there's something there. <laughs> it's so Even funny. Jill goes, can't you move one of those rocks? I'm like, yeah, but you can't. You have to have the, the bracelet that gives you strength. I don't know when you get that, but. That's so funny how that's just like, that's logged, permanently logged in there. Just like when she plays Super Mario Brothers 3, she's, a, she's like, she goes into the Matrix and she uh, just yeah. knows that's her game. That's the yeah. game she poured hours into as a kid. And yeah. she just plays that shit. Like, she played it nonstop, so she knows that game inside and out. And I'm like, I don't know, man. But it was so much fun playing that with her. And she was getting a kick out of it as I kept dying, you know? And I was just like, we were just like, anyone was like, oh, I was so close. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, we were having a really good time. So really when good. you were dying, she was fine. But when she was dying, she was getting sad. Yeah, but that's why yeah. I looked at her. I'm like, do you know how many times I've had to redo this dungeon? Because right. I keep dying. Right, but but I was like, we can blow holes in the walls. Watch this, <laughs> nothing happens, and she laugh at me. I'm like, all right, maybe not this wall, but there's a wall around here that we can blow a hole into. It was, <laughs> it was very fun. It was really, it, it was a really good time. It is cool to uh, to go back and see <clears throat> now that we're because I, I don't feel like we'd have the equivalent uh, from when our parents were younger, right? Like mm-hmm. where where we could go back and like it'd be a board game, you know? Right. Like uh, what was that? Uh, Oh, what was that one? The blind date one or mystery date? You know, like okay. it would, it'd be like going back and playing mystery date with your mom, and you're like, okay, gross. you know, but like this is gross. I know, but this is uh, this is something that's really cool that like the kids of the kids that are growing up now have that where they can go back and we can show them this is what this is the video games because video games are still around. Mm-hmm. You know, like, or, or it's video games. We were we were at that beginning phase of. Mm-hmm. The video game era, so it's something they're overly familiar with, and we can be like, "Cool, this is the origin of this," and show right. them, show them where it came from and what it looked like when it was in its infancy. And, and it can still, some of it can still be kind of fun for them right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she, there's a sense of yeah. there's a sense of that old school cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like where where people are like, "Oh wow, this is retro." Right. Well, she doesn't look at it and be like, "Oh, the graphics suck." Like she just is like she plays the game and she's just enjoying it, you know, because right. it's unique or whatever. Whereas like <laughs> yeah. for me, especially if you'd be like. Here's this, you know, even when I remember when I was a kid, I visited some place and they had an Atari. I'm like, whoa, this is cool. Even though we had a Nintendo, I'm like, oh, this right. is so neat. Look at all this sort of stuff, you know? And yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was pretty cool. But yeah, I, I don't know. I was just like, it was fun. It was a good time just hanging out with her and playing that stuff. And I was like, oh, I love man. that. Because she's like, dad, I, you want to play games? I'm like, ah, yeah. And I have a game for you. Let me <laughs> who tell are you. you talking to? Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. So we, uh, I, I, I often wonder uh, if, if I would have been more into if I if my nerddom would have would have blossomed earlier if I was allowed to have 
video game systems. My mom shut mm. that shit down. I wasn't allowed to get a video game system until I was in high school. And you I got, got uh, or sorry, junior high, and it was N64. At that time, it was an older, it was an older video game console already because mm-hmm. I was in junior high in 98, 97, mm-hmm. 98. So I think it was a couple years old already. When did N64 come out? It didn't come out in 96, did it? I think it came out around that time because yeah. PlayStation came out around that time. Because did it come out at the same time as? Uh, I think they they were they were PlayStation. Similar. Yeah, because I went from Super Nintendo. It did. To it came out ninety six. Yeah. Okay. Because so when I but once it opened, it opened hard because I got that. Then I got a, a, a PlayStation as well. So like mm-hmm. my video game, uh, my video game uh, entry happened. Once it opened, it the floodgates definitely opened. But mm-hmm. uh, I didn't. I didn't grow up with. You know, uh, NES, SNES, mm-hmm. Sega, nothing like that. So I, I didn't have. I never played Zelda. I was, mm. you know, familiar with Mario just from yeah. going over to a friend's Pop house. Culture, and right. so, yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious because just hearing like how much Jill poured, how many hours she poured into Mario Three, and how you like geeked out over Zelda and this and that. I'm, I've always been curious, like what, how much uh, different my nerddom would be if I was introduced into that when I was in grade school. You yeah. know. Yeah, it's definitely it's interesting um, when I look back because there's still games that I pick up. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. Like Super Mario World is like my Mario game. I played that game so much on the Super Nintendo. It was one of my favorite games. I'm just like, oh yeah, let's do this. Um, but like you know, just just picking the stuff up again. It's extremely nostalgic. It's very fun, and it's fun to share it with Natalie. Um, and I don't know. I look forward to playing. She goes, "Can we play more after dinner?" I'm like, "I can't tonight. They got the podcast, but we will be playing more. I promise you. So we'll we'll have ourselves we'll have ourselves a good time. So um, anyway, I, this Friday, 8 p.m. For the game stream, it's coming at you. I did uh, I did something uh, that I think you would uh, mm. would be very into. I uh, we got invited to uh, one of our neighbors hosts a board game night. Ooh. And immediately, I'm gonna tell you about this. Immediately, I thought of you. So there's a there's a board game. Let me try that again. Uh, oh, mommy! There we go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> there's a board game store up here called uh, Blue Bridge Board Games, and the owners of this, our neighbor, used to teach board games at that place. So they'd host mm. like a monthly event where people would come in, and she would she would actually walk them through and teach people how to play this. And so then the idea behind Blue Bridge games is that they wanted to eventually have it be a haven or a mecca for people to come and they would host regular gaming nights in the back they would just open it up you grab a game you get a table and you'd have 10 tables going with 50 different people or whatever and uh, they they realized that they couldn't do that in their store it wasn't cost effective so a local bar this is the history i gained when we went to there local bar in the area was like, well, you can do it here. And so they, for a year or two, hosted board game nights there. They just, out of the blue, cut them off. And so they were like, well, fuck it. We'll just host it at our house. So caddy corner to us, it, easy <laughs> easy to get there. I walked over, Doug, they have so many board games. <laughs> so many that I'm like, I think this would make Doug cream his pants a little bit. Like yeah. They were like, oh, our board games are in here. And I went in, I was like, oh, cool. And it was at the, the top of this, you know, uh, this media console. And they were like, if you open these doors, and I opened it, and it was just like full. And they're like, also, that armoire. And I looked over, and it's another giant one. I'm telling you, man, they must have had well over 100 board games. Like, it yeah. was bonkers. And I'm like, this is insane. 
first and foremost, the fact that there's that many, I mean, that's a, a, a fraction of, you know, how many are out there. The right. fact that there are that many out there and people sit there and, and make these games. So the mm-hmm. one that I ended up playing, because they had about, I think we had about 10 people show up and we split into two different tables. The advanced, I, I was at the, I, I kind of led the charge. I'm like, look, I'm going to let everyone know now. I'm a noob when it comes to board games because these people were all like, have you seen the expansion edition of this one random game? They were fucking board game freaks. And I loved meeting every one of them. I say that with all the love in my heart. Of course. So I said, look, I am a noob. So I'm probably not going to play whatever this is, Mythology 7 or whatever this is. I'm like, "Mm -mm." and so they're like, okay, well, we can do like a an easier table in here. So I went into this room while they, you know, did the the advanced game i played have you heard of parks i don't think i have it is it it could be considered the sleepiest little game but it was so much fucking fun basically you hike through national park tiles collecting memories and admire admiring gorgeous scenery it is the simplest game but for some reason it was so fucking fun those are the best games man like, like I, I absolutely there was love those no games. action or adventure. It was you land on a tile and you collect a resource, either forest, water, sunlight, or mountains. Uh-huh. And depending on how many of those uh, you 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 gather from the tiles you land on, you can buy these national parks. And that was it. That was it. Go. And and the art on the cards are beautiful. Yeah. But again, I was looking at this and I'm going, someone as one of the more advanced people. Uh, jumped on the grenade and was like, I'll be your, I'll be your guide. I'll be your DM. uh, Exactly. So she graciously, Hannah graciously explained to us how to play this game. As she was going through the rules, they just kept going. And I'm like, someone sat there and came up with all the ins and outs to this shit. Like I just, it's, it boggles my mind. And then you look at how many different board games are out there and someone's out there imagining all of this shit and then if mm-hmm. thens and that like what happens if this happens and then here this camera gives you two extra points on the blah right. blah 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 blah. It's it's insane. It's absolutely they do insane. It, but they build it and then they test it and then they refine it and then they test it and they refine it. Like the logistics, because really at the end of the day, yeah. day is you gotta you break it down, you're like, what do you want this to be? Do you want this to be a deck builder? Do you want this to be like a resource management? Do you want this to be a game of deception? Do you want this to be a a players versus the board? Like you have to start from there and then be like, all right, what's the max number of players? You know, what's the minimum? What's the maximum? Great. And then how does the economy work in the game? You know, like every game has to have some level of economy. Even if there's no actual economy, it's like there's got to be an action economy. There's got to, you know, and then... Is it fun? And then you and then you gotta add the skins on top of it, right? Like you gotta add the fun art and things like that and build that into it to make it yep. interesting and whatever. Um because the other day it's like, oh, this is just a dice game. But it seems like it's more than that, but it's just a dice game. You know, like Right, it, if you boil it down, right. Right, exactly. What is what is yeah. this? Because it sounds like what you're doing was like kind of like a monopoly in a certain amount of ways, right? Like you're it's to like some monopoly extent, meets cat, uh, uh Catan. Catan. Yeah, yeah, right. It, it's kind of resources. Some, yeah. You know, you're right. doing this, you know, whatever, like there's some sort of resource management with it or whatever, but it's a fun, you know, unique yeah. way of going about it. I love it. it. Yeah. It's, 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 so anyway, I was there and I was just, I kept, I referenced you three times, I think. I was, <laughs> and I almost said my, 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 my podcast host, 
uh, or co-host. And then I was like, no, because that opens them up to go, oh, you have a podcast? What is it? And none of these people should be subjected you're to like, what no, we do here. No, they're too can't. good of people. You they're know, way too good. Of, you know, everyone out there is like, hey, you got to hustle. They're pure of heart. You're like, you're hustle for your stuff. You know, you got to talk about what you do. And yeah. it's like, yeah, there's some times yeah. where, you know, people just shouldn't be subjected. You no. know, to, like you, you two, know. you're all way what too good. doing, step bro? You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know? I know what you mean. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I didn't say I had a podcast. Right? So, hey, to all yeah. those people, uh, you know, just know that... Uh, you got to get your dick out. If you want to win, you know? <laughs> um, oh. No, but I definitely... I I, 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 I was like, my, my, my friend has... I said if he was up here, he would be losing his mind right now because yeah. this is... I said he's got a basement that we call Uncle Doug's Puzzle Basement. Yeah, and mine is... And, I, I met a guy yeah. who's a fr- who was the father of one of Natalie's friends, and he has literally a basement that is full of it. He has... He's, yeah. I'm like, there's too many games here. Like, there's just <laughs> too many. Yeah. He's like, these are the European games. He's like, what do you like? Do you like the European-style games? Do you like... <clears throat> I'm like... I'm down for whatever. He's like, cool. Yeah. Uh, here's an 11 minute video that'll kind of get you up to speed on the rules. And I'm Jesus like, Jesus Christ! But that's the thing. People yeah. who are in that, like, these people were. I didn't like. There legitimately is a subculture of hardcore mm-hmm. board gamers, and that's yeah. just a straight up thing. And it just, it's amazing. It's amazing that they all know, and they're talking about, oh, you've got the Kickstarter version, which has right. this extra thing, or you've got the expansion, da 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 da. Like apparently, the one we were playing, that was the Kickstarter version, and yeah. the the woman who was walking us through it was like, oh, this isn't the one we have. So let me just make sure nothing's different. I'm like, this right. is insane that you the, know the this. game that I played with that guy. Like it, it has it had upgraded tiles. He had like a beautiful mat. That put out there yeah. for everyone to sit down. I was like, yeah. "Yo, dude, this is legit." He goes, "Yeah, I got, uh, yeah. I got the special edition of this." And I was like, "It shows. It's pretty fun, yeah. cool, man." Like, well, I'm in, yeah, and just know? yeah, they and there's board game, like, th- like they were talking like the Comic Con of board games, and they were oh, like, uh, "Oh, Gen we Con. went to this." Th- sh- sure, whatever. Yeah. yeah, they were like, "They were all oh, we went there, and we Actually, had this." I, don't know I was Gen Con, but whatever. I think it might be yeah. whatever. It's just yeah, it, it's it's a whole, and I I know how much you love board games, but like this opened my eyes up to like I didn't real. I knew people loved them. I didn't realize that there were people that were fanatics. And well, what I've come to realize who- is that, like, I like specific board games. Okay, like, I'm not big into resource management stuff like that. That's just like I'm like, listen, I'll do math, but I'm not here to do math to have right. fun. Okay, right. Even though like I love D and D and shit like that, but like. The idea of like you've got to manage all of these resources. I'm like, I'm not here to do that. Like, it's, yeah. how long is it going to take us to set this up? Thirty minutes. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. The box is this tall and right. this wide. I'm like, there's too much shit in there, man. Too, I don't want to do. There's that. too many things. I, I want to keep it, it yeah. simple. I want to have fun, yeah. quick, fun. Let's go. And also, I know what it's like to be like, guys, you're going to love this. Bear with me as I take <laughs> you through the rules. Like, I don't. That's yeah, you've hosted a few where you've had to keep people's attention. Where yeah. I'm like, I have to tell you the key things. The rest you will follow out. You fall, you figure out on the way. All right, but yeah. these are the key components to be successful to get things going. And Jill, especially, I'm like, here are the basics, and then we'll just go. She's like, okay, because I see your eyes glazing over. I'm like, we'll like, be good. Mm, yeah. And then once you play, you figure it out, and we'll play again. You'll be good to go from there. So you know, you got it. You got it. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So I I. I Thoroughly enjoyed it. We'll be going back. I don't know if I can do it at all the times that they. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're doing it twice a month, and yeah, it's that's a that's a big commitment. A commitment. Also, I don't know if I love board games that much, but right. wonderful people. Uh, and kudos to the people who hosted it. They made a New Year's resolution that they wanted to play through their entire collection that's this awesome. year, and I'm like, good for you guys. That's that's awesome. that's because 
their cupboards runneth over with board games. So that's awesome. That is that is not now one thing that I will not be playing. One thing that I have no interest whatsoever is the Microsoft Excel World Championship. I don't see why not. You think that'd be fun for me? I think you'd love that. I think you'd be good you, at it. Why are you selling yourself short, Justin? Because math, Doug. It's not math. Because fuck it's Excel. A tool. It's a tool that does the math for you. Well, no, apparently it's an eSport is what it is. I mean, <laughs> see, here's the thing I never thought we'd get to. I never thought we'd get to the thing that is, what's an eSport? We have what's a sport. <laughs> but now we have what's an eSport. What's and an eSport? I've been going back and forth on this where I'm You've like... You've been deliberating? Really? I have because... How can you possibly consider this an eSport? Because this I mean, this is e-sport, not an eSport. This e-sport, is a tool. Because, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I mean, when you, when you, even when you get into eSports, it's like, what? I mean, any game out there? This I guess isn't a game. It is now. You're right. This no. isn't a game because there's money False. involved. You know what I mean? What this seems like is this seemed like it was the Excel convention. That had like a little thing tacked on. It's like, hey, we're gonna do a little competition to see who can do yeah. what. And people yeah. loved it so much that they kept doing it, and it kept growing and growing and growing to the point now where they have like these these straight up competitions. Yeah. Where people have nicknames called the Annihilator, and you know, <laughs> you know, the V look up your mom yeah. or whatever. I don't know what uh, you know whatever it is, but they have like branded shirts and things like that as they go out and they tr- essentially try to do very complex uh, problems. In yeah. a certain amount of time, and they use whatever tools they have in their in their mind to uh, complete the tasks at hand, and they move up in the rankings, like in the in and they earn points. And there's even like a road to the world championships in Las so, Vegas. Yeah. So so for those of you who are still playing catch up, there is a Microsoft Excel World Championship, Excel Esports for All, and it, the finals are in Las Vegas. It's if you've seen. Um, uh, I'm blanking on what's the what's the one big esport that everyone loses their mind over that uh, oh, League of Legends. Cha- League of Legends, yeah. So if you guys have seen or heard of that, think of that, but like for people with pocket protectors and come coming straight from accounting offices. That's who's doing this. Don't so label from their these website, like that. I will. Do I that. will label like Don't this. Do that. A That's chance to cool. prove your Microsoft Excel mastery, dot, 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 or just learn some more Microsoft Excel. You will be given instructions, rules for the game, and questions to answer at an increasingly level, an increasing level of difficulty. Each game, 30 minutes. Use ifs, xlookup, sum, vba, power query. Anything is allowed, and the strategy is up to you. The right answers move you up the bracket. So basically, you're given problems to solve, if you can, the quicker you can solve them and the more efficient you can do it, you win and you move up. That's essentially what it is. And right. it is, it they is. Have, they have some <laughs> testimonials here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't like a lot of them. Uh, Lay some of your fun, your best ones on me. One from Jason Moore says, Never thought I'd be on ESPN before my brothers. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jason, the spelling bee is also on ESPN, so, you know, as uh, uh, the good Lord says. All right, chill your tits. And then from Natalie Falero, signing up for the Microsoft Excel World Champion is what's called a pro gamer move. False. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what this is why I can't. T- it's not a game. 
It's oh just not god. a game. Oh my god. These oh, you know what? I take back what I said. These are a bunch of fucking nerds. Thank From you. Michael Jarman says the Microsoft Excel World Championship is a fantastic competition. I particularly enjoy how it has meant I've been televised on ESPN before any of my much more athletic friends. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Michael. And he was he was a runner up. Yeah, which means he lost. So congrats Michael. <laughs> Way to lose. Yeah. He's just got this smug look on his face, too. Oh, my God. Because you know yeah. what it is? It's a fucking corporate headshot. That's what yeah. it is. That's <laughs> I've I, never I, been I so stressed and so excited at the same time. The bra- I feel really bad for you. Uh, the bracket-style competition is really fun, and watching the best of the best go head-to-head was both educational and validating. I can't wait for the next one. I'm sorry. Look, I we joke. We're having fun. Of course, if this is your thing, that's fucking great. Let your freak flag fly. I love it. No nerd shaming. It's all in fun. But I do not understand. I do not understand how you can get excited about this. Like, just for me, it is beyond my level of comprehension how you can be like, yeah. Like you said, everyone has their things. You know, some people love board games. Yes. Some people love sports. There's some people out there that love Excel and they want to, you know, showcase their skills. But um, there's something about people. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't want to shit on anybody's um, Sunday. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. But Thank you. Um, you just I, when people are this like fervently excited about something I don't give a shit about. It's like people getting pumped about Taylor Swift where I'm like, I don't care. I'm glad that you like her, but I don't care. And this is no way the same thing as that because I don't get the, you know, Excel World Championship stuff thrust in my face all the time. So, like, I I will easily forget about this. I forgot about this until I looked at our topics list. I'm like, all right, this is a thing we're possibly going to talk about. Right, right. you know, um, just... I don't know, man. Just when people yeah. are like, I, I'm looking at uh, some of the tweets that people had about this. You know, if you're looking forward to the Grand Prix motor racing tomorrow, just remember that F1 is just a cell reference. Hey, Paul, fuck you. you know? <laughs> this event is truly excellent. Yeah. Hey, no one likes puns. <laughs> Valorant's washed. Rocket League is old as fuck. You haven't seen esports until you've watched the Excel World Championships. Bill Jelen, bring it home for NA. Okay. And I'm sorry. We, again, I you can you can do this. You can enjoy it, and that's f- absolutely fine. I vehemently disagree that this is an esport. This was 100. I will go down scratching and biting. This is not an esport. Okay. I'm sorry. Hard stop. Not an esport. We're Y'all using, watch we're college playing football real f- on Saturdays. I scout IB analyst prospects at the Excel World Cup. We are not the same. You're right, liquidity. Lit quiddity. You're right. This is we the are best not the same. esports in the world, hype, hype. Yeah. We're playing fast and loose with that term. Yeah. And I look, if you go to <laughs> if you go to their website, right? Uh you figure it out yourself. I'm not going to give you the website, but if you go to their website, on if you scroll down, there is you can find them on YouTube as well. You can find the 2023 finals, and Doug and I watched a little bit of it, and it is so entertaining to see how the the I'll say this: the uh, analysts, the or the commentators, the announcers, they are doing some heavy lifting. 
Okay, I mean, how are... can you not? Because like while it's going on, <laughs> first of all, you have to have enough knowledge of Excel. Like any announcer, right? Like any commentator right. has right. to know, you know, as they're like flipping from screen to screen, going like, oh, well, we got the annihilator. Oh, looks like they're going the VLOOKUP route for this. Interesting. Ooh, interesting pivot table from right. your mom's house over here. I don't know why I said your mom's house, but whatever. You know, like, you know, it's just like they well, have that's going to gonna cost that. them a few seconds. Right. They, they have to yeah. go and just be like, oh, this is really that you have to be that excited about Excel. Right. To to go and do this. So listen, is tennis the same thing as football? No. Is the world Microsoft World Championship the same as the Overwatch Two Cup Finals? No. No. Like these things are not the same. So I guess if we can call golf a sport, we can call because golf is the Microsoft Excel of the esports world. You know what I mean? So, oh, so I should say Microsoft Excel me. World Championships is, is the golf of the esports world. You right. Know? I I mean, you got fucking financial people being like, I fucking, yeah, it's totally the golf of the esports world. For sure. This really is. This yeah. absolutely is. I, <laughs> because there's people who do it at an amateur level. They sit mm-hmm. in their cubicle and they're like, I could do that. Yeah, right. Look at me. I made a pivot yeah. table. Look at that. Um, I did it. No, I... <laughs> It's I I always go back to what you say. I don't I don't know. It's it's the same way they uh, define pornography, right? Uh, if it makes I, your dick hard, hard good for you. It's hard to it's hard to explain it, but you know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see this, and I don't think esport. So yeah. sorry, that is my ruling, uh, and that's that. Uh, if you're into it, good for you. I yeah. just think it's hysterical that it's a thing we didn't know about, and now that I do, I'm worried it's going to be in my. It's going to be in my and just like that. Zeitgeist. I'm closing the tab, and I will forget about this. Exactly. It Let's not, strike it from the top of the so we can forget unlike, we ever. Uh, that those frozen statues in Zelda, where I know if I touch one of them, it will lead to a staircase. Right. I will not make space for for that in my brain. See, that's good. That's a very practical approach to that, Doug. It is very practical. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. Practical. Practical, 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 ask practical, duh. Oh, do you have a sound effect? There it is. My bad. You're looking at me uh, like, and I'm like, I was too old. busy looking at other shit. My bad. <laughs> yeah, the whole porn comment got me uh, on a whole tangent. So. I just saw Ooh. elephant-sized apes that once roamed the land mysteriously vanished. Now scientists have an answer. I'm like, huh? King Kong? <laughs> What? Um, so if you've never been here, hold on. I want to put this aside. Tell me more about these so elephant-sized apes. If you've never been in here uh, for Ask Practical Doug before, uh, Practical Doug is a small Doug inside Large Doug, and Practical Doug is, as you might have guessed, practical. He helps guide Large Doug through all of life's questions and through its quandaries, uh, and he helps, you know, uh, Big Doug come out unscathed on the other side of all the questions that might otherwise be his downfall. If you want to ask Practical Doug a question, you can. On any social media, at MindGapPodcast, hashtag AskPracticalDoug, or you can join our Discord. Link in the description down below. And on our Discord, there is a channel that is dedicated to AskPracticalDoug. If we don't get one that we deem worthy, we go back to one of our favorite subreddits, Am I the Asshole? And today, we have uh, Pikipi? Peaky Pie? Peaky Pie. Four. Nah, I like oh, I'm P- sorry, Peaky Pie 3. Key- Pee-kee-pee-pie. Three. Pee-kee-pee. 
three, four hours ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pikipi three, four hours ago asks, uh, ask practical Doug, am I the asshole for wanting my husband to go to an MRI appointment with me instead of snowboarding with the boys? Hello, all. So I have an MRI, MRA scheduled for tomorrow. I had brain surgery in 2020, hence the need for follow-ups. And I notoriously hate these scans as I am heinously claustrophobic. Uh, I will be given benzos to help. I told my husband about this appointment weeks ago, and he decided to go on a snowboarding trip with his friend. Whoops. Turns out it's the same day. At first, he was saying, well, if you want me to be there, I'll be there. But now it's, I'm trying to work it out with my friend so I can still go snowboarding and get to your appointment. I'm kind of taken aback that he's fine with someone I don't know picking me up, taking me to get my MRI, then taking me to my five-year-old's kindergarten to pick her up, then dropping me and the five-year-old off at the house to fend for ourselves while I'm on a head full of Xanax. I still want him to cancel and be there for this appointment. Does that make me an asshole? Doug? Pinkie Pie, I have questions. Is it Benzos or is it Xanax? Huh? Which is it? Which is it? it? Are those two different things? Benzo... I don't know what the rest of that is. Uh, Benzo Dilophidine? I don't think that's what it is. That might Benzo, be a porn actress. <laughs> Benzo diazepines. Diazepines. Dia, oh, yeah. dia, yep. So with the shorter half there, such as Xanax. Damn it. I'm an so idiot. I'm the asshole. That's You know fair. what? I'm the asshole in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not a doctor. Okay, so Xanax is a form of Benzos. We learned not something today. And I'm yes. sorry, Peaky Pie. That was my bad. I didn't know they were. Now, okay. are you taking the quaaludes? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Um, so here's the thing. Um, I don't think, when it comes to something like this, I don't think she's an asshole for wanting her husband to be there. Um, she's obviously uncomfortable. Yeah. Personally, for me, because and this isn't about me, I wouldn't. I'm assuming when she says I'm kind of taken back that he's fine with someone I don't know picking me up. I'm assuming she means taking an Uber or something, some sure, sort of that, yeah, you know, uh, rideshare service service to then get her and then get the get the child and then you know come home and whatever. And I think the idea that if you are on a, a Xanax and maybe you're not all there, maybe you do need some help. That seems like a pretty legitimate thing to be like, hey, I need some help with this. Like it'd yeah. be great if I if you were you know here to help me through all this and it's probably not exciting but that's not the point the point is like she needs your help and she needs you to you know essentially assist her as she's doing something she's terrified of um and also it's like hey man what if she goes through this and they you know i don't know how quickly the results come back but what if they find something you know and you're out fucking snowboarding you know how it seems like there's 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 a little bit of upsides like i get to go snowboarding with my friends uh versus like you know your partner who really just like a doesn't want to do this because it fucking sucks, and mm-hmm. B has to look after the kid uh, right. while also being on some zannies, and then you're like, yeah, but I'm snowboarding, and what if you know? I, I feel like I don't feel like she's an asshole for being like, can you please cancel this? And right. well, also and be there? told him told him weeks ago, and then it the way that this is written, at least it seems as though she told him about this weeks ago, and then he booked it. Right. Well, I can understand, like, I've had, you know, I've understood, like, something like this has happened, and then it's, if it's weeks, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm free that day. Hell, you and I do that all the time. 
Absolutely. And you're like, hey, let's oh, do this fuck, day. And you're like, oh, shit, I forgot. I got this thing. I got this yep. thing that's going on. It totally happens. But instead of like, well, if you want me to, I'll be there. But turned into, I'm trying to work it out so I can do both. It's like. Right. Right. Um, no. I think it should be. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with her to ask like, hey, can you just nix this all together? Yeah. I, it would, it would, I would feel a lot more comfortable knowing that I could rely on you. To help me get through this and also take care of our kid. Like, can you just find another time to do this? I'd really right. appreciate it. I would also argue that, and there's a fine line, because I, I don't, again, I don't have this, very similar to what is a sport or what is an eSport. I don't have a solid, like, delineation of when, you know, when one thing takes over. Like, you, you always want to keep a sense of self in a relationship. I think that's what makes a relationship healthy. Like, where you can, you can go and do something for you that you want to do and yeah. and be as an in, you keep your independent uh person but have that in conjunction with being in a partnership with someone yes. i think that's that creates that forms a very healthy relationship where there's a mutual respect that being said i also think when you engage in a relationship and you commit to someone and you have a child together there is an element of sacrifice and you signed up for this yeah. you are with this person you have a kid together those responsibilities take precedence over, you know, uh, ripping some sweet powder with your boys. <laughs> Kicking up some sweet muff dust, <laughs> right? as someone told me is what they used to call it. I was like, what? I'm yeah, sorry. No, kick who up told some you that? A guy from Colorado who loves snowboarding. He's like, we're going I out don't to think kick, snowboarding's what he liked, but okay. Kicking up some muff dust. I was like, you like old ladies, huh? I think um, he's, he was into cougars, yeah. Yeah, right? Um, no, I, isn't it funny, kind of going back to your comment on that, of like, uh, there was this idea in a relationship where like, we have to do everything together. Yeah. Or there's something wrong in our relationship. But it's like, no, um, that's weird that you would force someone to do something they don't like because yeah. you like to do it. Because you're like, well, I still want to spend time with you. It's like, well, let's spend time doing something else because I don't want right. to be here. Yeah. And or <clears throat> you just go and do this on your own. Joe right. and I learned that early on in our relationship where she's like, I'm going to go do this. I'm like, cool. Well, I'm not going to go then. And she's like, OK, like, yeah. And it was no big deal. Doesn't like, mean I don't love you or support I'm gonna go do you. This. And she's yeah. like, okay, like, see ya. I'm like, all right, bye. And yeah. because whatever, like, because we do a lot of things together, but there's also certain yeah. things where I'm like, the idea of, you know, it's, it's the classic, like, I'm going to go shopping. You should come with me. I'm like, why? Why would I do that? I'm not Wait. shopping for me. Why would I go with you to shop? That doesn't make any walk fucking around. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And hold your stuff. Yeah. What? Are you crazy? Yeah. That's insane. If I wanted to go, that's one thing. I'm like, I don't like being in malls. I never have. I don't like shopping for anything. This fucking right. sucks. Why would I come with you? I could be doing anything else that I want. <laughs> and there's times where it's like, hey, listen, you have to bite the fucking bullet. You're going to have to come with me on whatever, like social event or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. Because one things where I'll be like, I don't want to go. She goes, I don't either. So we both right. have to go. And I'm like, that's, you know, Practical Doug would argue that only one should. But whatever. I understand we got to. We got to sacrifice together yeah. on this one, you know, where it's, you know, we got to do it. But yeah, anyway, um, going back to this, agreed. Like, listen, man, um, your partner really needs you on this, and um, I, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta drop the, you know, put the muff dust, let the muff dust rest, and uh, go take care of your partner and your kid. So, uh, Peaky Pie, you're not the asshole. It is decided. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, that was fun. That was exciting. That was a good uh, one. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell you, as I go through the Reddit on that, the, yeah. I say there's there's a theme. There's a theme through a lot of the topics. Mo weddings <laughs> and drama around weddings. Uh, drama around 
uh, in-laws. <laughs> yep. Or just familial things. Uh, you know, like um, wills <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, relationship sort of stuff like that, you know. But I saw one that I thought was really interesting, but I was like, there's no way Justin and I can weigh in on this. Um, oh, no. All. We have no barrier. It was just this girl goes, I have small boobs. And uh, oftentimes when I wear things, I don't need to, I don't, I choose not to wear a bra because it doesn't matter. And for my friend's wedding, she's really mad. She wants me to wear a bra. And I told her it doesn't matter because, like, my boobs are so small, there's no way. Anything's going to happen. So the friend wanted her to wear a bra. Yeah, for the wedding. She goes, based on the dress that you picked out, it has sleeves. There's no way anything is going to pop out or anything like that. Uh, But I don't want to wear a bra. Now she's mad at me. Am I the asshole for not wearing Hmm. a bra? I'm like, I don't feel like I can really weigh in on this. So, you know. Yeah. But I thought it was very very entertaining to me. She's like, I got small boobs. I don't like wearing bras because it doesn't matter. What do you think? And I'm like... Ah, uh, I'm gonna have to pass on this one. <laughs> right, I will. Uh, I will allow other people who are more qualified to speak yeah. on this. Speak on this, and I will just I'm be like, a sound free. Next yep. question, you know. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? Uh, I am going to recommend um, from uh, when did this come out? Got to double check. Oh, it did come out last year. Uh, a good person. It is uh, written and directed by Zach Braff, uh, starring Florence Pugh, Morgan Freeman, um, mm, Zoe Lister-Jones, Celeste O'Con- a bunch of other people uh, who all did fantastic jobs. Um, what is the... Uh, Allison is a young woman with a wonderful fiancé, a blossoming career, supportive family and friends. Her world crumbles in the blink of an eye when she survives an unimaginable tragedy emerging... Uh, so basically... Uh, Tragedy strikes, her life falls apart, and it's her trying to uh, put the pieces back together while overcoming an opioid addiction. And it is, it sounds uh, heavy, and it definitely has its dramatic themes, and it has, uh, it's got its uh, all the feels moments, but it also has a lot of humor in it, and a lot of, you're like, oh, that's life, and it's really beautiful, and it can be funny while it's messy, um, I think this is just, this is, to me, this is a really good, if you like Zach Braff, you're really going to like this. If you are unfamiliar, this is a great place to start with his work because it is a, uh, it's, it's very, when you hear the music too, you being a Zach Braff mm-hmm. fan, you're going to listen to this. You're, or you're going to watch this. You're going to hear the music. You're like, yep, that was Zach Braff. He, uh, for those who don't know, is very, very particular about what songs appear in his films, yes. and he always does a really good job at the soundtrack. So, I would strongly recommend, strongly, strongly recommend a good person. Uh, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, I gotta say, like Florence Pugh, man, what a phenomenal actor she is! She's absolute powerhouse. I mean, just kills it. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, really, what really sold it for One me of is my watching uh, Midsummer. I was just like, oh, yeah, dear God, does she fucking kill it in that movie? So, like, she's yeah, got. I, I don't yeah. know that I've seen her in a film that I have not liked. Like she is just yeah. every film I've seen her in, she has delivered. So she absolutely kills it. So yeah, yeah. and and it's no different in this one. She, the 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 places that she goes to find these emotions, especially in this film, is just I, I would love to know what she pulled on because there is some mm. real trauma that this person goes through and mm-hmm. uh, has to process. And just as an actor, it fascinates me when actors uh, talk about like, well, this is what I tapped into to find that. 
I would love to know what she tapped into because she, man, she just makes you feel it. She makes you, I'm like, yeah, she's struggling with a fucking addiction. This is tough to watch. Yeah. But yeah, it's really, really good. So strong, strong recommend for me. Doug, what do you got? Nice. Uh, also in this movie is Florence Pugh, uh, but I, I watched it twice now, back to back. I you have? It. Okay. Uh, about to start it for the third time tonight with Jill because she hasn't seen it yet. But uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, nice. Is, is uh, I finally I finally watched it. Um, actually, I was like, it was, you could just buy it on, a, on uh, Apple Movies. And I was okay. like... I don't know. Should I? Shouldn't I? Like, I've heard it's good. Should I? And she's like, just fucking buy it. I'm like, all right, I'll buy it. And I start watching it. I'm like, this is Nolan at his best. Like, hands down. I love Christopher Nolan. He's one of my favorite directors. Um, What a what a cast of people. There are some people in this movie where you're like, they're barely in it. I'm like, but you're so, you're such an, you're like a big deal, and you're in it for like a scene. And it's but wow, just what a what an ensemble of people, man. It's wild. Someone on one of the award shows just made a joke about that. How they were, they were, they were amazing. They, yeah, they were like, it's incredible that you got uh, Al Pacino to come in and play a pair of goggles and like, like, yeah, just right. the, like just pulling in all these cameos for like one fucking line. You're right. Right. Like it's insane uh, how little some of these people are. And also it's just the way it was filmed and the way the story was told is like, it's, it's classic. It's got like memento vibes, you know, as, it's kind of a linear story, but also not. Like it's very, mm-hmm. very well done. Visually, it's phenomenal. The music is very incredible. Um, I feel like the the music is in a lot of Nolan's films. I think the music is really like there as like an additional character, but it's really there in this one. It makes you feel unsettled. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a great look at a time where I, we're not familiar with it. The idea of the fear of communism, you know, and you know how some of it's here, there, and everything like that. And not only that. This is the story of a guy who helped invent something that could destroy the world. Like what? What a right. what a story, man! Like wow, right? So and, and Killian Murphy just fucking nails it. Like, everyone does. It's absolutely Fuck amazing. yeah, it's, he did. It's a great great movie. So if you haven't checked it out, it's a three hour movie that I don't feel like feels like three hours at all. Like it. Just, that one it did flies. not. It, that one did. I'm I'm currently trying to watch Killers of the Flower Moon, and mm-hmm. I'm 45 minutes in. It's it's very good so far. Yeah. Um, but Scorsese's movies feel yeah. like three and a half hours to me, and I don't Scors- know why. Scors- and, Scors- yeah. Scorsese's the Stephen King of the film world, where you're like, we'll get going here at some point. Like, yeah. once you do, you're, you're enthralled. But dear God, yeah. like, getting I it started. I just don't understand why he's making like you're like you're in your 80s. Like, why are you like? Rip through these. Like, why are you doing three hour, three and a half hour movie? I would also say that if you have to do, if 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 you need three and a half hours to tell your your story, then it needs to be a series. Yeah, you need to change it over. You can do series are not TV as we used to know them. We are mm-hmm. in a cinematic age of television or a yeah. cinematic age of series. Most series look as good at it, if not better, than most films. The the level of, of production, the storytelling, the cinema, all of it is just it's been heightened to a level beyond beyond anything we ever thought we'd see in a in a series format. And I would say that if you need three and a half hours to tell your film, then it needs to be told. Then then take the time and really develop these characters because that's what you want to do. You know, if yeah, you're, make it a limited story, series. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So anyway, Scorsese's above that, Justin. Off the he's off the soapbox. He's, no, a, he's no a movie theater guy. All right, Ooh, except good. for uh, except for uh, fucking uh, the Irishman. That was a Netflix movie. Yeah. So there you go. <clears throat> um, was a uh, something about Oppenheimer. I was gonna say. Oh, 
the two things I think we talked about this uh, when it first came out, but the the two I was amazed, and I want to know what you thought about it was uh, at the detonation scene where they yeah. did the countdown. Classic. We all knew what happened. Like we all know history. We all know what happens. It amazes me, even knowing what's going to happen and knowing everything is going to be fine, relatively speaking, uh, the amount of tension that Nolan was able to build in that scene was stunning. Again, I was I, a lot of that, I think, was just music That's, and yeah. also sound design. Like when they set it off and there's just this, you just hear him breathing as they're watching yeah. like, and everything go off and yeah. whatever. It's just, because yeah. you're also, yeah, there's just so much. Like he does such a good job of building tension. Like you said, we know what happens, but still we're right. like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I was on like, the edge of my seat until they hit that race. button. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. We're in a race against the Germans and all this sort of stuff and whatever. And just, you know, the, you know, and, and <clears throat> what it means. And I don't know, man, it's, it's a great fucking movie, man. It's, and then the other thing was just the concept of, which I never realized that, that they were worried because up until this point, it was all theoretical physics. Yeah. And so they were worried about hypothetically. There's a less than zero chance, it's near zero, that, near a near zero, zero chance. chance, but not zero. That if we start this because a nuclear reaction, it's it's based off a chain of chain reaction, that the chain reaction might not stop, and we might just burn the. It might uh, ignite the atmosphere. It, it might ignite and the atmosphere. The entire and world. The world will be gone. Yeah. Probably won't happen. And like the fact that that's something that they were truly grappling with is just fucking mind boggling. Yeah. Well, the idea too of, of I'm sure this happens. I just I'm not aware of the idea of like we're creating something brand new that's never been like this. Yeah. This this was a feat. Good right. or bad. It was a feat to build and create this thing that did not exist. Like this powerful tool. Like someone they came, all those people came together and they came up with the idea and they built a fucking weapon out of it. But the idea, yeah. like, this weapon didn't exist, and then it did, you know? Well, it's the same with the Large Hadron Collider. Like, mm -hmm. when they were smashing particles, they are trying to create that God particle. And they're like, we, what we're trying to do is essentially recreate a black hole. And we're like, mm -hmm. we're pretty sure there's not enough mass to there's feed a, there's it. There's a near zero chance right. that this will create something, a singularity that will that'll eat our world up. You know? Exactly, yeah. There's not enough mass to actually make it, like, really grow. And I'm like, do you know that? Right. <laughs> Do you know because that? Because you're trying to create a particle that doesn't exist in the natural world. Like, mm -hmm. this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. But also Fascinating. Weird. But also, maybe stop. Yeah. Maybe make sure you're, like, covering your balls when you push the on button, you know? Run the numbers one more time. You know what? <laughs> Send it to the people in the Excel World Championship. You know what? The Excel See what guys, they say. Uh, do a VLOOKUP on this, you know, and crunch a pivot table, and then uh, we'll be good to go. There you go. Gang, thanks for hanging out with us again for yet another week. And uh, if you haven't already, please hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, check out all the links in the description for our Discord, for our merch, for our Patreon. Follow us on all our social media at MindGap Podcast. And check out Justin online as well. On Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, any place where you can find and consume quality podcasts, you can find and consume us. Like, subscribe, share, rate, review, all those things. The big one is sharing. Let people know that we're out there. It's the quickest way to help us grow. And we really appreciate it. TuiStaith.com, TuiStaith on all social media, loveandimprovfilm.com, loveandimprovfilm on Instagram. Follow along because hopefully we'll be having some announcements soon. Yay! Nice. Well, gang, uh, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, hopefully to see you for the video game stream tonight, as this is airing on Friday. Um, so thanks thanks to you, Justin. And Douglas, I say to you, thank you. 
And to our listeners and our viewers, thank you. And you all have a damnly. Take that back. Find your think, tr- tap into your trauma. Trauma. Mm-hmm. Have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.